Look, I'm fully aware of how much COVID has messed with our lives this past year. Many of us, for the first time in our lives, have felt trapped, stuck, or even helpless. Now imagine that not just being a year, but a life or a generation of being stuck. That's what happens to kids caught in, that's what happens to kids caught in the cycle of poverty. They are truly stuck. But there is good news. This doesn't have to be their story. And that's where you come in. I'm sure you didn't wake up this morning thinking, I'm going to be a hero today, but you can. For $38 a month, just about a dollar a day, you can make sure a child living in poverty gets the things they need not only to survive, but to thrive. You provide your sponsored child food, a better education, clean water, and medical treatment. And here's what I love about partnering with Food for the Hungry. Your gift also helps other kids in the community. So you're not just helping one child, but you're also helping their friends a little as well because FH wants to build up the entire community. The other really important part is you get to write to your child and encourage them. This is your faith in action and your support and the words you share with them will carry and inspire them to accomplish more than they even dreamed possible for themselves. With everything going on, I know it's easy just to take care of ourselves and put this off till tomorrow, but kids living in poverty, tomorrow feels like an eternity. Plus, I'm telling you that sponsoring one of our Food for the Hungry Kids will not only help them, but it will also change you. There is such joy in helping innocent kids who didn't ask for or do anything to deserve this. And we've been blessed with so much in our lives. It's a blessing to be able to sponsor these amazing kids. It only takes a minute and costs you nothing to see if this is even for you. So check it out, fh.org slash Wally Show. Again, that's fh.org slash Wally Show. You can also follow FH on Instagram and Twitter. Welcome to the Wally Show Aftercast. All that stuff we did not get to during the course of the show today. Uh, And this is something we we haven't done yet before, but it's a request from a potty, David. Uh, David said, hey, I'm not sure if you are uh, doing hashtag your weekend or not, which we actually did today. Yeah. Uh, Betty Rock wanted to do that, and so we did it. Uh, but would you do a hashtag your weekend from a potty? Uh, and so his hashtag, we'll do it right here on the show. His hashtag is blue is better. Blue is better. What do you think on that one, Lady Rock? Hmm. I'm going to say that he got no. That he did a load of laundry accidentally okay. with some whites. He accidentally put in a blue sock. <laughs> That'll do it. And it turned everything blue. But blue is better. But blue is better. Absolutely. That's why he's trying to talk himself into or it. Or tell his wife. It's better enough. Blue's <laughs> a much better color on you, sweetheart. Uh, Gavin. I think he's struggling with a bout of insanity because he tried blue cheese for the first time mm. and discovered that he liked that more than any other cheese. Mm. I do not like blue cheese. I have never tried it. Uh, mm. I don't think I plan on it. Yeah, I don't like any kind of cheese that's not American cheese. Isn't it oh, oh. You know, I, I do. Not, not that I'm America, uh, but like I just Marco. like it. I, 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 that's not true. I like Swiss sure cheese. Like I actually American, like more cheese. American is like processed, fully processed, but, but like is, not even cheese. But it is I like good, it. though. Yeah, the French would be like, oh, it is not cheese. That's the grilled cheese I grew up on. But it is not cheese. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I like Swiss provolone. And mozzarella. I like, uh, was it Monterey Jack? No, no. Ooh, That's no. where they mix. That's good. Yeah, it's mixed what cheeses. What about cheddar? Like you guys that. like cheddar? Uh, cheddar. Yeah, yeah okay. I guess. Normal. Limited. Burger. Limited. Okay. No, yeah, sure. I can't they take a lot. Double stack it. It gets 
would be a bit much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you guys are both wrong. Uh, it says my wife and I hosted our, our adopted sons, <gasps> five older siblings in their respective foster families. So you're thinking like it's a gender reveal? No. Uh, they've already adopted, which is so great. Okay. Uh, since we hadn't met any of these pizza yet, we or these people yet, pizza. we just got pizza. <laughs> they got pizza. Okay. Uh, pop, co- cake, and ice cream. Uh, I bought both Coke and Pepsi, and as I expected, Ooh. as I expected, more people drank Pepsi than Coke, convincing what? me that Pepsi is better, hence the hashtag blue is better. Wow. That's, no. a, that's a better uh, red versus blue fight than like politics. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's so much better. Uh, yeah, how they don't do that like Coke and Pepsi during exactly. an election, that's a really good idea. Uh, yeah, I'm so surprised at that, that, that more people would, would go for blue, because I always, I don't make a stink about it, because I don't want to be that Karen, you know, the version of Karen, uh, a Carl, when you're at a restaurant and they're like, uh, can I have a Coke, please? Is Pepsi okay? No, it's not, actually, but... So I'll say, oh, okay. You, you should know. be like my mom. She brings in her own Coke sometimes. That's a great idea. Yeah. Places that you know. Like Costco mm-hmm. used to have Coke with their hot dog deal. They switched to Pepsi. Ugh, bad move. Uh, then I, uh, Panda Express used to be Pepsi. Then it went to Coke. It did switch, didn't Yeah, it? it's Coke. But then uh, I was, I know all these places because I was at uh, Old Chicago the other day. <laughs> oh my gosh, none of these are healthy. Yeah, no. no, I was at Old Chicago the other day. It used to be a Pepsi account. Now they're a Coke account. But I had forgotten that because I was like, uh, I, I said, I'll, I'll get the Stromboli. And I know when I say Coke, you're going to say, uh, would you like Pepsi? Is that okay? So it's okay. And she goes, oh, we have Coke now. I'm like, what? <laughs> I love you. Oh my gosh. It got really weird. Uh, mm-hmm. Go figure. I just have such a passion uh, for Coke. But so. you don't want to be that guy. No, I don't want to be that guy that gets that gets snippy about it because mm-hmm. you're taking it out on the poor server and the server has nothing to do with it. It's not like right. they're negotiating the network or yeah. the nationwide uh, deals for soda in the in the in the uh, restaurant. So yeah, did you guys see uh, Kamala coming under fire, uh, the vice president? I you saw it, Rod? Because you usually don't watch a lot of politics. I don't, but the only reason I know it is because I went to go visit one of my <laughs> friends over the weekend and her husband came home from work and yeah. he was lit. Oh, was he it. really? He's okay. a, he's he's a cop. Air- oh, okay. Because so, you have another friend that uh, she, her husband's in the military. Yeah, it's the same one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he was in the military. Now he's a cop. And he was on yeah. fire. Okay, if you what haven't seen it, this is what she did. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris drew some heat uh, Saturday for telling Americans to, quote, enjoy the long weekend. You know, just like tweeting like a dumb tweet like everybody does. Hey, have fun, blah, 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 blah. But what she wasn't taking into account was that it's Memorial Day weekend. And you're mm-hmm. supposed to honor the sacrifices made of your uh, men and women who have served our country, you know, and stuff. And so she tweeted that, and people just blew it up. The, re- the reactions uh, to the tweet were largely negative and sarcastic. One uh, person said, uh, I've never been able to enjoy Memorial Day. It, it became that much harder when I lost my son fighting for this country. Mm. Thanks uh, anyway, Madam Vice President. Ooh, uh, yeah. And then a Long Island uh, rep uh, from New York, he's a Republican from New York, he uh, finished Harris's short sentence. He said, and pay tribute to the courageous men and women of our nation's military who sacrificed their lives in defense of our freedoms and liberties. Here's the thing, okay? I am not a Kamala fan by any stretch of the imagination, okay? So there, there you go. You know my so that's bias. that's off the table. Yeah, you know my bias, okay? But I will say this. It's so hard to navigate these things. Like, if, if, if you... You should be able to just post a tweet that says, hey, have a great weekend. I, and I, mm-hmm. I get that. 
anybody else, if anyone else had done that, not a problem. But nope. when you are in a position of leadership as the vice president setting the tone for the country, you have to pay homage to it. Even if you, even if it feels disingenuous to you, mm-hmm. you can't just make that tweet without some sort of line or reference and it would be so easy to do now on one hand if she doesn't feel that way which i doubt that she really like i doubt that she doesn't care about the sacrifice right. i think it was just a whatever tweet mm-hmm. or maybe some 20 something twitter uh, person probably. did it for her, you know mm-hmm. um but like so but like if you don't feel that way i understand like not being disingenuous then don't say anything at that mm-hmm. point that's that's your better course of action than just as you know, the second in command, you have the commander in chief who's over the armed forces, which is president. You're part of that. You know, mm-hmm. you cannot, you can't ignore it for something trivial, you mm-hmm. know, you know, and, and again, if you, I get it, no one, most people had hot dogs and hamburgers over the weekend. They didn't think yeah. twice about uh, Memorial Day. They were just happy to have a day off. And, mm-hmm. and so most people can live in that world, but you can't live in that world in politics. Is that fair? Maybe not. But is it the way it is? Yeah, and, definitely. And you know what you signed up for, right? That's 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 exactly it. Because Gavin and I, well, we are talking about the uh, the news. Uh, we did news in the show of the tennis player who didn't want to do the press after the um, uh, tennis tournament, and she got fined fifteen thousand dollars. And so her point was like, I don't want to be put in a negative headspace, and my mental health is more important to me. But it's like, okay, you signed up for being a professional athlete, and that's part of what comes with the territory. Is it fun? No. Is it something you like? No. Is it really, truly detrimental to your mental health? Probably not. Uh, I can't say that because I'm not you, but... That's part of what you sign up for. And I think it's interesting because at least in the world of tennis, they don't compete every day or every week. Right. They go to these opens like every few weeks. Can you imagine being... My nose just went... Ooh. Oh, Gavin's, <laughs> Gavin has my thing that I had last week with all the uh, just oh, total man, head. I hate that. And like sinuses. I got to get on a plane today. Betty, <laughs> Betty's been telling me all day today. She's like, make sure you take gum, take a drink, do something because people, you're going to freak people out. Well, because I think you get used to your coughing. Yeah. And if, if people, you can't explain to everyone or carry a poster with you saying, yeah. I don't have COVID. <laughs> I'm highly aware of it when I'm in yeah, those sure. situations. But, you know, yeah, it's like, what are you going to do? I, I don't mind coughing in my mask. I hate sneezing in oh, my mask. That I, is the worst. So far, I've not done that. I I've have. been able to like get it down, get in my shirt and sneeze. Yeah. And, but I've seen my wife do it all the time. And yeah. I'm just like, that stinks. Yeah, it's that's not fun. Uh, so we're talking about the the, the comes oh, yeah. with the territory thing. You know, it was funny because they were interviewing Chris Everett uh, after the tennis thing. Chris Everett is a... Uh, a pioneer for women's tennis. She was amazing, and she started young, like these girls. And she's she she was saying, you know, these girls are young. You got to remember, they're nineteen, twenty, you know, and so you know they're not used to all of this stuff. And the I, I think it was uh, uh, Strahan who was interviewing. Well, how did you handle it? Because she was the same age, and she's like, oh well, we just handled it. It was okay. It was just part of what I knew was going to be the job. And so to me, that tells me though we've coddled the next generation so much so that they they can't remotely be tough mentally and that's going to make them weaker ultimately because she had the same things they asked her the same questions and she was like yeah i just answered it it's okay yeah and she didn't say like oh i wish i had been i wish i I wish i had handled it differently i think ultimately it's just like take care of yourself when you're not 
playing tennis or not being interviewed. Right. Like, do a really good job of taking care of your mental state. And I think that there's probably, you know, and I don't think you can fully blame, you know, journalists asking you questions right. about after. the sport. Yeah, yeah, you but can you play if for they a profession. get into your personal life and your off-screen or off-court stuff. I get that, but like about tennis, because like Chris was like saying, you know, and they would ask me about like you've lost thirteen in a row and you're in a slump and why? What do you attribute to that? And she's like, well, I, you know, I had to answer it, but then she quickly goes, but you know, for these because you have to, you have to be politically correct. But for these kids, you know, and their mental health is important. Take care of yourself. Where she just did it, you know, she just took care of herself. You know, it's just. It's just a weird thing. But that dovetails into the Kamala thing of, you know, she felt like she had to say the right thing at the end of that. Chris Everett did. And Kamala didn't say the right thing at the end of that. And it bit her in the butt. But it's like, which is worse? Is it better to just be you and not be politically correct? I almost think I would rather that than somebody who is calculated to the point where they are just saying what people want to hear. You know what I mean? Like, I I almost, not that I have, like, respect for her for not saying this because I don't want to come off as un-American or whatever because I'm far from that. But, like, I almost respect somebody who is like, I'm not going to just tell you what you think we have to say if I don't feel that, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I was surprised you you saw that. That's really good. Um, Uh, Speaking of Memorial Day, did everyone have a good weekend? Yes. It was good. It was it was weird. It was it felt weird. Like it felt fast. Yeah, it felt yeah. short this time. And because I got like some travel and stuff, I got to do tomorrow. So that's like, we're not having a uh, aftercast. I got to leave today. We're not having an aftercast tomorrow. Um, and so I was like kind of stressed about that. I've been working on it like a presentation and stuff. So my my la- my Sunday my Monday became more work related. So I was mm. like, yeah, it didn't feel like a complete day off. Mm. So. But I heard you kayaked. I did. I kayaked for the first time. It was so much fun. Perfect weather. Great company. Um, Kayaked in in leggings. Leggings. Yeah. That's funny. Next time I'll wear shorts. I I just didn't know. Yeah, you're going to the water. Just a thought. (laughs) But the high was 71. Yeah. It was going to be chilly. And you knew the water was going to be chilly. The water will be chilly. Um, And then I also went to Mule Day. Mule Day. So good. Got kettle corn, funnel cake. Barbecue loaded nachos. Has Mule Day changed any? I went one time. Well, I found out there was this thing that I went to was called Mule Fest instead of Mule Day. Did you have to pay extra? No, I didn't have to pay a thing. Good. The thing is, is that they did Mule Fest today because they canceled Mule Day for COVID for the second year. Uh, the, The governor and the mayor, I guess, couldn't agree on whether they should have it or not this year. And so the one that was for it was like... I'm going to do it anyway. And the one that was oh. against it was like, well, you better not. And if you do, you can't call it Mule Day. Oh, so they called it Mule Fest so and they, they just it did Mule it? Fest instead. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's so but funny. But they didn't have near as much as they did on Mule Day. Um, but I got two hats and that was so much fun and got to hang out with friends and get a lot of sun. And Mule Day, I know it sounds exciting, but it it's not. It, it's like they're, they're, yes, it is. Did it's they do the parade exciting. of mules? They usually do that. They have a parade yes, of mules. They so did, they did yes. that. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. And once again, it sounds exciting Santa, on the Santa surface. Santa was there. Oh my God. Um, yeah. It's so small town no, feeling. No, it's so fun. And um, <laughs> Trace Atkins. Uh, yeah, he did a show. Yeah. yeah. He's a country star. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but yeah, it was so fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I went one year and was like, okay, I've, I've seen it. I don't ever have to go back again. Oh, it was great. I'd yeah. go every year. It's funny. It. Like, I wasn't a, a huge fan. For a while, we were doing different 
we would always look for different festivals in neighboring towns and go to some of that stuff, like the Honey Festival and things like that. Like it was, it was fun for a little bit, and then you start realizing it's the same like vendors that go, and so it's kind of just the same thing with a different animal in the lead. It was so much fun. That's good. I'm glad you had fun. If you get the chance to go, yeah, go go once. Absolutely, everyone should go once uh, for sure. I'll go next year. You went boating. Yeah. So. The weekend started with zip lining nice. on Saturday. That was awesome. I saw a guy do a flip off of the jump when he was zip lining. Yeah. I want to try that next time. Okay, good. I was uh, too afraid this time. Uh, and then Sunday, Sunday, we just did like food. We did like a service project with our church. Oh, and nice. then, yeah, yes, yesterday we were on a boat like all day. And my wife got super sunburned. I got a little pink, mm-hmm. which is a really big achievement for me because I'm so pasty. Yeah. But that was just like a ton of fun and i yeah you I, don't tan you get pink yeah <laughs> but i feel good you look sun-kissed thank you yeah mm-hmm. i remember the worst sunburn i ever got we were sailing and i did not wear leggings so that was my own fault <laughs> uh and i also did I, I i had like my flip-flops on and the tops of my feet got more burned than i've ever been burned in my life and i couldn't so even bad. put socks on it was so <laughs> they were that burned and I was like, okay, well, mental note, don't do that. So you were very smart, lady, right? Yep. Yeah, I still don't understand sunscreen. Like, I, I was, I was gotten this conversation with my friends because there's so many numbers. You know, oh, they have everything yeah. from five to a hundred. SPF this to and that. And it's like, if if we're not, if we don't want the sun to burn us, then you get the hundred, right? And you still get the tan. Then why do they sell the ones that are under that? Because then why would anyone yeah. want to get the burn and there's the tan? Some, there's like suntan lotion right. where I think it's supposed to be just like a very weak sunscreen that just allows you to get this coating of, of sun versus like, you know, you know tomato red sun. What I I'm dated, finding out is no one really knows. I don't no. think so. I dated a girl in uh, high school. And we were like in a total like beach culture and stuff. I worked at a surf shop. Sweet. I surfed every day and stuff. And so she was the girlfriend that would go to the beach and lay out and just sunbathe and stuff. And she would use baby oil mm-hmm. like Heard of that. to get burned, also basically. Confusing. What does she look like yeah. now? Uh, you know, I haven't seen her in a lot of years. I That'd don't know. That'd be interesting. She was super tan like back then. And like it was like, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to like scorch your skin. I mean, you're literally like putting oil on you for the purpose of burning, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so good, good for you, Rock. You, you avoided that. What do you got for least of these? Okay, so everyone knows about the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yes. Um, I watched it once when I was a kid. I was oh, like, eh. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I really yes. like it. It's excellent acting. But uh, actress Lisa Jacob, uh, she plays the oldest daughter in the film. She opened up recently um, talking about how Robin Williams, who plays Mrs. Doubtfire, um, gave her some great advice when it came to her own anxiety. He would talk to me about mental health issues in a way that 14-year-olds aren't usually used to adults being really open about those sorts of personal experiences with them. He was very insistent in making sure that I knew that substances were not going to help. It's interesting that like his life kind of came unglued at the end. Like he had gotten clean, you know, from a lot of his drug use and stuff. And then he he uh, took his own life. Uh, but then they found like his wife was like, there's something else going on with him. He had such a radical shift and they found that there was something wrong with him, some disease he had and that they attribute that to that and that desperation like because he couldn't get help you know and so it's interesting him having these conversations with a young girl 
you know, about mental health all those years ago. And then ultimately it ends up costing him his life because he couldn't get it figured out for himself medically, you know, mm-hmm. which is like really it's, it's a sad tragedy as part of that. Yeah, it's so sad. And I think a big factor for mental health. Um, I saw I think we talked about this recently. Uh, I say recently, maybe earlier this year, um, but they have hired like lonely past, not pastors, but people that are like supposed to take care of the lonely. Yeah. And it's like in England and China, I think, yeah. maybe Australia. But anyways, it just goes to show there's so many people that are lonely and we're not built for that. We're built for community. We're built to have people in our lives. And I think it's going to take effort to find people to have in your life. It's going to take you getting yourself out there and introducing yourself to people, which can be scary, but you would think with us being so connected, thanks to social media, that would help. Mm -hmm. It does not. And so I think we're seeing, and this is my own personal opinion, but I think we're seeing an uptick in mental health issues because a lot of people are spending time alone. Oh yeah. I mean, the pandemic, I think undid a lot of people who maybe were already kind of on that fence but like, for for example, you rock like, uh, you know, not that it undid you mentally, but like, for example, you were like before the pandemic, you were kind of like doing some online dating or you'd go out with things. And then when the pandemic hit, it forced you then to alter that behavior. And then you just became inside Betty, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, go, you know, and so now you're just now getting back out to that normal life. So it's people that you were already doing something you didn't like doing, but you were still doing it. But the mm-hmm. pandemic pushed you into a place where you weren't doing it. So if you take somebody's like mental health where they're kind of already on the fence and they're already struggling with like Oof, the loneliness, difficult, but they are putting themselves out there some, and then all of a sudden pandemic hits, it becomes a, a necessity at first, but then almost could be even an excuse to not do that. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it sends them down this spiral, this mm-hmm. rabbit hole they hadn't intended on going down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. I know. I know. That's why I'm, I've learned through my own personal experience the importance of having community. Yeah. And having those people around you that you trust. Yeah. So I'll tell you, like, I only met Robin Williams one time, but it was it was it was what you would think it would be. He was just off the Richter. um spazzy entertaining but but funny and it was it was like a really good experience and uh like for me like if when people ask me like what 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 are the highlights of your you know 28 years in this business and for me it was my interview with Robin Williams in New York because we were going through stuff and we we're just interviewing him and asking questions and goofing around he's obviously you know the star of the interview and then i asked him a question where he started answering he paused and then he gut laughed. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I just made Robin Williams like legitimately laugh. Not like a like a polite laugh. Like, oh, like that for me was just huge. Because I was still kind of early in my career too. And it's like so for me, that was like a great moment. And I kind of uh, it was interesting just seeing him before the interview, during and after too, and seeing him as the person also, because he he does have that fl- switch that he would flip, you know. Mm-hmm. And I get that; I've got that same switch. Uh, and so it was it was a really good experience. And I think when he died, I had written a post about it too. Like when he uh, passed away, like it it. And I don't get shook by many things, and especially people I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But that one hit me just because 
you know, the the comedian takes his own life and, and it and it and it hit close to home where you're like, oh wow, you know, there there's all those things of people like fear, oh what what if this happens to me, you know, and, and I can't cope or whatever and everyone just thinks you're the funny guy and people what happens when people like someone you know gets cancer and you never thought about cancer before and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, what if I get cancer? And mm-hmm. then it can run on you, you know, if mm-hmm. you're not careful, if you don't if you don't like get that thought captive and 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 fix it you know then it can definitely run on you Mm -hmm. so well on that blackish note yeah happy birthday (laughs) happy birthday kids if your child having a birthday (laughs) Uh, okay so we got a few to get out there uh ashley wants to wish baby baby oh she used her last name so i won't say that but uh she wants to wish her baby a happy birthday this is their due date oh Oh. so today is her baby's due date oh good luck hope you get to meet her today that's Mm -hmm. pretty awesome him or her we don't really know Oh, we don't know okay yeah uh, Jeremiah wants to wish uh, wife Corey a happy birthday, saying she loves God, loves me, and loves our kiddos. Uh, on our way to becoming, on her way to becoming a pastor, and blesses me so much. Oh wow! Congratulations, Josh to Ryan, his older brother. Happy birthday, Ryan! Ryan is a giant nerd in the best way possible. He loves Star Wars and board games, huh. but loves Jesus more than anything else. And then Deanna wants to wish Noah, her nephew, a happy birthday, saying he has. Uh, IVIG treatment on his birthday down in mm. Miami. I'm not sure what that is. I'm not either. We listen to you guys driving down and back. So happy birthday, Noah. Uh, hopefully all of that goes well for you. Uh, the question is, what's the best gift gift you've ever given and why? Oh, Ooh, the best gift you've ever given. I think it would be a statue of... Uh, Ma, uh, the, the the stork carrying baby Dumbo, the Disney statue. Uh, I give that to my wife because she collects Disney statues and figurines and stuff. And she was really into it a lot of years ago. Um, but I gave her that uh, a year after, almost a year after she told me she wanted to have kids. And, and, and I did not want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And we had discussed when we got married, I, we don't want kids. So, oh, this is perfect. Found the one. And then all of a sudden, a year later, or like well, many years later of marriage, but then she was like, oh, yeah, I love my kids. What? Have we talked <laughs> about this? this. <laughs> yeah, you can't change the script. And so it took me a while. Like I, I had to come around on that. And so that was how I gave her that gift to, to show her that I had, I had come around and, and was ready to have kids and, mm-hmm. and again I'm so thankful uh, that we that we did so was, that mm-hmm. was one what about you Rock um, I would say that back uh, when I was I think I was eight or maybe seven or eight um, my school did not offer art classes but my oh. parents thought that I would make for a great artist oh. and so they got me into some art classes yes why do you have that smile on <laughs> I your don't, because they were so right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I remember the teacher giving us like clay and telling us, you, we want you to make this. I would always want to make something different. And so one time I made like a cabin um, cookie jar for my dad. Nice. And then I made like this cute little bowl that looks like a cat. And I made that for my mom, but on separate occasions. And they still have them to this oh, I'm day. Sure they do. My dad keeps his pipe tobacco in the nice. cabin cookie jar. Nice. And my mom awesome. has uh, the cat bowl that she brings out every Halloween because it's a black cat. Uh, and she puts Halloween candy inside of it. Oh, really? And my dad yeah. even uh, accidentally like broke uh, the cabin cookie jar yeah. one time and he took some Elmer's glue and glued it back. And nice. fixed it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's the best gift. 
All right, the best gift, Gavin. Mm. It's been like tough. I'm trying to think through because. Oh, by the way, I bought Betty gift Betty Rock a gift yesterday. Nice. What for? Uh, just I holding on. I'm holding on to it for oh. next thing, your birthday, Christmas, whatever. Oh, birthday's passed, but Christmas. Uh, like I see stuff for you all the time, and so I've started because you're just so easy to buy for. No, so I wish I could started, say that for the same for the people in my life. I know, like because you just like you're simple things. Oh, I know. And uh, <laughs> and so yeah, so I, I got you this. So I'll be holding on to it, but it is perfect. Uh, Gavin, did that give you enough time to think? Uh, yeah. The there's like this necklace that I recently got, Haley. That to me, like I thought it was just sort of like a generic cute necklace but to her it meant a lot more it's just like these two interlocking rings that are different colors but it, you know in essence represents like me and her mm-hmm. and the you know our marriage and us being together mm-hmm. and to me i was like oh that's just cute but to her it ended up being like way more significant uh i, I don't think that i i think that i'm a good gift giver and that i'm good at expressing right how much i love her but maybe I'm not. The secret to being a good gift giver for people is to listen to what they say and what they like. And then also to, uh, especially for your wife, is to tell the story of how you came to want to get this for her, what you went through, how you moved heaven and earth to get this, and how it was so difficult, but you loved her enough to go get that. You didn't just go buy it. It was like uh, I... uh, Swam the Atlantic. I crawled over glass. Pirates. Yeah, and so <laughs> I have I've gotten this for you, my lady. Here or you I are. I made it myself. Yeah, and so forged like, in the fire. Because the story is is what what yeah. they like is the effort. They like that you put effort into it. That's the big thing in in long term relationships is the effort and not phoning it in kind the, of thing. The only other option I just thought of was uh, at eighteen years old I gave her and I wrote her a book of poetry. Oh, well there Aww. you go. So that nice. took a long time. Yeah. Okay, I'd That's like so to read sweet. some of that. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, could you? No. (laughs) (laughs) See if she still has it. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, just one. Maybe maybe for Valentine's Day next (laughs) year. You just like bust out one of those for us. (laughs) All right, I think that's going to do it for your Aftercast. Again, remember, no Aftercast tomorrow, but things should be back to normal on Thursday. And uh, as always, thanks for being a potty.